Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Ready, Terp fans, because it's time for the Maryland Mat Chat. Join us as we talk Terp wrestling with head coach Kerry McCoy and staff. Now, on to the show with your host, three-time National Wrestling Writer and Broadcaster of the Year, Jason Bryant. Episode 17 of the Maryland Mat Chat. Jason Bryant here with you. Going to be talking with head coach Kerry McCoy as we've opened practice, the wrestling season officially here, first competition just about a month away. And Coach McCoy, first day of practice, let's just get some some general takeaways on on how that goes. I mean, how you prepare the kids and, and what they're expecting. Uh, you know, is it yeah, obviously you don't run them through the, the wall first day, but, uh, you know, what was that first day of practice like in uh, in College Park? Uh, I think we actually did run them through the wall today. We, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a unique situation. It was the first first official practice on a Saturday. So we had a lot more flexibility. We, um, you know, the kids didn't have to go to class today. So normally the first day of practice on a weekday. So you, you know, they go to class all day and they come to practice and it's a little different experience. So today with no class, you know, we got to actually break it up. We, we got two workouts in, they came in in the morning and, and got a drill in good high intensity drill. And then we came back in the afternoon and wrestled live. So it was a good way to break up a workout um, to really maximize our time, and, and I think it went real well. The guys worked real hard, and it was uh, it was fun to get after it. Now, as we, we move into this season, before we get rolling with uh, with the discussion here, there's a couple things that I uh, want to let uh, Terp Nation aware of is that uh, you've got some events coming up on the weekend of October 23rd, 24th, and 25th. The first, the you've got open practices on the 23rd and 24th, alumni social and lunch on the 24th, and then, of course, the, the red-black wrestle-offs on the 25th. So talk a little bit about that, that weekend. Uh, registration is available, which uh, which ends October 22nd. And just talk about that upcoming weekend as, uh, you know, the Terps, head into that those red black wrestle offs yeah we're really excited the last couple of years we, we've used that that weekend as our kickoff to the season obviously it sets our tentative starting lineup you know we, this, things may change as far as red shirts and guys that are compete and weight classes and all that stuff but it's when we officially get our guys going they get down the weight they wrestle in the gym official singlets all that stuff so then we we add our our kickoff banquet and um it's, a, it's just a great way to get it started. We have open practices on Friday and Saturday, so fans that come into town, they can watch the guys get after it. And then uh, we'll have an alumni function on Saturday just for anybody that comes back. It's uh, it's a, a football game weekend. The game is it's, it's away up at, um, in Raven Stadium in Baltimore, but a lot of people come to town for the football games, so hopefully we can capitalize on that and they stick around and, and come to watch the wrestle also come to the banquet on Sunday. So. It's really a good time for us to get our season going, bring back a lot of people, and really have a good time. So looking forward to that that weekend. Yeah, moving into year two of the Big Ten, uh, wasn't wasn't the uh, the best go of it last season, but this year uh, you guys have adopted the team motto, expect more. What does that exactly entail? What what do you want to expect more? What do you want the kids to expect more of? Just, you know, the, the, the overall theme of expect more is, is don't, don't continue to do things that you've done in the past just because you've done them in the past. You know, we want to expect more from ourselves. 
We're going to expect more from our teammates. We're going to expect more from our fans, our support. You know, just expect more. Raise a level of expectation. So if you continue to do things over and over and expect different results, that's a definition of insanity. So we, we want to make sure that everybody's taken up to a new level from, from the guys on the team to the coaches to our support staff to our administration to our fans. We want to expect more from ourselves to get a higher input, to get a higher output. And that's really what it's all about. Put more in and, and you should get more out of it. But we want to expect more every day. That with the, the, what we're putting in every day, we want to make sure it's more than we put in the past. And we want to expect more from everybody affiliated with the program so we can, so we can have a better output on the other side. Expecting more. You've got five returning starters, five NCAA qualifiers in the lineup. Uh, obviously, you got Goodwin, Alexander, uh, Brown, Lou Muscola, Dawson Pack going to be in the lineup for the first time this year after uh, after a redshirt year. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we didn't have a, a great competitive year last year, you know, and it, it's uh, it's one of those things that we we actually finished stronger. We made improvements. You know, we closed the gap. I mean, guys that were beating us. At the beginning of the year, by five, six, seven points, you know, we were losing one-point matches at the end. But, again, they were still losses. So, you know, we made momentum and people started understanding, the guys on the team started understanding what, you know, what this conference means and, and what type of commitment that, that they need to have and what, what the effort is. So, going to this year, you know, last year was a little bit of an unknown. It was more that everybody was talking about it. But now we've got guys that have actually experienced it, both guys that are returning guys that are coming in understand what the level of competition and level of, of expectation that they need to have for this, for this conference. So, so we expect it to be bigger. We expect to be better. And you know, we want our guys just to go out and, and perform at a high, at the highest level. And, you know, results wise, they'll come. We really want to focus on our effort. We want to focus on what we're doing every day to make ourselves the best that we can be. So it's, um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun year. Now, when you look at the, the the lineup, you've got pretty much you've got some really strong lower weights. You got a bunch of guys grouped between thirty three and forty one. How are you going to get let that shake out this year? Uh, we don't know. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let them let them scrap it out and see who who rises up. Um, you know, we've got a few a few issues that we got to go through. Ryan deal with the transfer in, and he's getting his his academics squared away. He won't be eligible to the second semester to compete. Um, you know, so he's going to be in the mix there and. Um, with Jeffrey and, and Tyler Goodwin and Billy Rappel and, and, and uh, Bannister, 33-41, you know, that's a pretty good one-two two punch. And then you throw Dillon in the second semester. and There's some of the other guys around that wait, some of our younger guys. It's going to be fun to, to make sure. And that's one thing that's been a little bit lacking in the last couple of years is depth. You know, our twos and threes have been quality guys, hard workers, but they may not have had the same level of, of, uh, of success, the same level of competitiveness as our, as our ones. And now we've actually got some guys that really can push or push each other, whether they're one, two, or three, and, and that's going to be exciting to see who rises up. Already one practice in. I mean, uh, which one of the freshmen do you see immediately going to be able to step up and compete? You know, at the beginning of the year, we talked about. I think that, and I don't necessarily know which which guys they are, but I, I said I, I think we're going to have about three, two or three, maybe a four four freshmen um, that see some some action this year, um, probably. One of the most uh, anticipated or, or highest anticipated position would be at 149, where you know, Cheyenne Brown's moving up to 149, um, and um, he's got. You know, we're dealing with some issues with him, but also we got freshman Wade Hodges and Danny Boychuk in there, and then we've got uh, a redshirt freshman Matt Pente, and then we have a fifth-year senior Shane Archigo, who's seen seen some some time. So you know, that's going to be a pretty evenly contested weight class with with the senior and some freshmen some sophomores in there 
Um, and then I think going up the lineup from there, 57, Lou Mascola is pretty, you know, he's got a, a tight grip on that position, but we got some young guys that are that are ready to get after him. 65, our starter last year was Tyler Mannion, and uh, we got a lot of guys coming after there. We got Josh Ugalde is an incoming freshman. We've got um, – we got a local guy, Sam Rowell from, from Maryland. We've got a guy from Pittsburgh, uh, Brendan Burnham. Um, Derek Ivanovich was a, a starter. Uh, got some, some time in our starting lineup in the last couple of years. So we got we got some guys there. Um, and at 74, we've got, um, you know, we got Josh Nook as the incumbent. He's coming off of a surgery. So, you know, some of those other guys that maybe at 65, maybe starting the year up, you know, wrestling up or, you know, when Josh gets back, he's 100% healthy battling it out. And then, um, you know, in the second semester, we got some other guys that will be coming in that will be looking to help us there. So I think we've got, we've got a, a bunch of opportunities for our, for our young guys to step up. And I think uh, it's going to be fun to see who rises out. Yeah. Now that, now that Ryan deals on the roster, you can actually publicly comment on it, obviously with him being a commitment from a couple of years ago and then uh, spending time at Liberty. Well, you know, that that's a unique situation. I mean, uh, you know, from where you sat, uh, you know, wh- how much is experience at Liberty going to help him? Obviously they, they were the NCWA, the program used to be a division one school. Coach Jesse Castro did wrestle uh, division one opponents throughout the year. He even wrestled in the undercard at the all-star classic last year. So uh, obviously, you know, what was that situation with deal and, and, uh, heading to Liberty and then before finally enrolling in Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, you know, he took a, a, a roundabout way to get here. He, um, you know, went to Liberty for a year and working his academics, um, went part-time the first year and then he went full-time the second year. And it was, um, you know, it was really a good chance for him to get down there and, and really figure out what it, what it meant to be uh, competitive at the highest level. Um, going there, winning two club national championships his freshman year, he beat, one of the most successful club wrestlers that they were in the national finals. And then, um, you know, last year coming back and, and winning the title again, being OW the both years. So he, um, you know, just learned what it meant to be successful at the highest level. He was very successful in high school. Now on the collegiate level, you know, he's ready to rise up. And at the club level, that, that just gave him the, the taste of what he needed to do to continue to grow. And then now here at Maryland, he wants to continue to build off of that. So, you know, with the transfer and, credits and all that stuff he's uh he's got to take this semester to get the, the credits he needs to be eligible to compete but he'll be eligible to compete in the spring and you know we're excited for what what he's going to bring to the table he's already brought a high level to the room you know they're scrapping pretty hard and just having another guy has been been one of the guys that stepped up in a leadership role and leadership position as well so i'm really excited to finally get him and, and that's the one thing when you talk to him it's always about yeah you know i'm, I'm finally here you know i waited so long to get here, I'm finally here. It's exciting for me, and I want to I want to take advantage of the opportunity. So, just great to get guys that that love the program, love the opportunity, and, and want to go out here and do the best they can. So, I'm really excited for him. Yeah. So, eligibility wise, he's he if he's part time, his clock didn't start. Am I understanding that right? And then full time, so that basically served as a redshirt year, and then yep. now he's got four years in Maryland. Yep. That's that's where he's at. Now, as we talk about the the makeup of the schedule, obviously the Big Ten sets the schedule, and you know there's some wiggle room with moving dual meets around. But uh, as far as the non-conference duels in the opens, how did you set this schedule up? Is as similar to last year? Is it you know the philosophy you have was was setting the right amount of tournaments opens, obviously to get those uh, twos and threes, the reserve guys that that need the extra mad time to to improve. I mean, was there any changes in how you set the schedule up this season? Yeah, we use we use uh, years past as a template. You know, we always try to hit the same events and same level of competition. 
this year, you know, if, if you look at the stats and, and something with, with our sport and wrestling, everybody's trying to do things to help grow the sport. So you want to get the right level of competition, but you also want to make sure the guys have the good transition. So we've actually adjusted some of our open tournaments. Um, you know, the, the old school thinking is just get the guys competing as much as you can, but we also want to make sure that, that they're able to be successful in the classroom and making that adjustment. So we've adjusted a little bit with our with our open tournament schedule. Um, you know, our guys still should be able to get 25, 30 matches, but not necessarily having our guys wrestle every single weekend, giving them some time that they can train and, and, and really help support our, the varsity. You know, we have some home events. Typically, every year we've gone to that Clarion Open. We've sent all our extra guys to the Clarion Open, and we, we start off the year with our Terrapin duels. Um, so, you know, half our team is, is out, of, out of town. And it's our home opener. So this year we're we're planning on, you know, it hasn't been 100% defined, but we're planning on having everyone stay here and get that extra week of preparation and, and help support the varsity and, and not go to the Clarion Open as, as many guys and then just get ready to, uh, to compete. And then we'll go up to Binghamton the second week as a team you know, with that open. So now we're going to get our whole team together, you know, the second week of competition. So try to be a little bit more strategic with the extra guys as well as the varsity, you know, using the extra guys to get their competition, but also having them around to help support the varsity in, in their competition. So it's a general schedule, but we've adjusted a few things. And, and um, you know, with the Big Ten schedule dictating a lot of stuff, we were able to fill in some pretty good competition, some diverse competition, different places that we, uh, you know, we will help us get to where we need to be at the end of the year. Yeah, and it looks like you've also beefed up the Terrapin duels a little bit. Uh, Pitt from the ACC and Buffalo from the MAC coming in, joining uh, Johns Hopkins right down the road in Baltimore. So uh, adding some D1 flavor to those ter- Terrapin duels to open the season. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's been a, a, a good event. We've been able to get some quality teams coming in, and there's two two real folks with a week to start off the year and, and get a lot of our guys to be able to get some competition and dual meet. So. You know, some of those weight classes at the beginning of the year are a little bit questionable, so we can get a couple of those guys in dual meet situations, see how they're going to perform. It's also a great opportunity to showcase our sport and get some other teams on our campus that may not necessarily have an opportunity to compete on a Division One campus in a Big Ten in a Big Ten conference school. So you know, we try to help grow the sport as well as give our guys some preparation. And then you know, we have the opportunity in Pittsburgh. We've wrestled them the last couple of years, obviously the last couple of years in ACC, and then going down there last year and keeping them on our schedule they're they're a great program Uh, we have a lot of kids in western pennsylvania so when we get a chance to go down there it's great for the kids to to get close to home and then also you know to keep that that that, um series going so and then buffalo same thing you know we get some guys from new york and and coach stuthman's done a great job there so we're able to get those guys in and just try to get a diversity of competition try to get our guys a lot of um opportunity to compete and um you know kick off our season with a, a lot of competition yeah, with the Nationals coming up in uh, New York City, you're taking the team back again to the grapple at the Garden. You know, obviously there's there's preparation. I mean, obviously having the opportunity to wrestle in the Garden is a special thing. I mean, you had that opportunity at the 2003 World Championships, you being a New York native and all. But, uh, you know, this year, the grapple at the Garden maybe have a little bit more special meaning, getting the guys acclimated to be like, all right, this is where you want to be at the end of the year. Yeah, our guys have been talking about it. You know, we have a bunch of guys from New York, New Jersey that are fired up about the event being there. Um, you know, getting back and again, last year when we were there, we said, "Hey, next year we'll be at the NCAA tournament right here." So going back and get the grapple experience is it's really exciting for our guys that'll get a chance to to test the waters a little bit and knowing that they're going to be coming back in a couple of months to to compete for a national championship there. 
it's, it's exciting to go back there. You know, me, I always love to get back to New York, my home state. You know, got a chance to compete in the world championships in, in Madison Square Garden. So it's an unbelievable arena, world's greatest arena. So anytime we get in there and compete, it's awesome. So I'm really excited for that for that opportunity to bring our team back there and, and wrestle and, and do some, some, some good things. Also got some, obviously the Navy duel's a big one you circle on the calendar just because it's, you know, kind of a, a backyard war with uh, heading, you know, it's in Annapolis this year. Also got uh, Drexel coming in, Ryder coming in. And obviously uh, you got the Big Ten duel against Illinois at the grapple. So uh, you get to see it, you know, an extra Big Ten team other than what was on the schedule. But uh, when you look at some of those regional opponents like Drexel and Ryder, you know, you, you know, Ryder with a good tradition. Gary Taylor's been there a long time, put solid dual meet teams out and, and the job Matt Azevedo is doing at Drexel. So those regional, regional matchups, how important are those to not just, you know, the recruiting the area, but to, to, you know, bringing the fan base in from local area. Cause people do know Drexel. They do know Ryder when it comes to wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, that's what I said. When we talk about our schedule, we look for a good diversity of competition, give a good different level of competition, different level of exposure for some teams that our guys, you know, last year at the NCAA tournament, first round into the tournament, Jeffrey had to wrestle DeVoy from Drexel, you know, so an opportunity for him to wrestle somebody that we hadn't seen, you know, got him at the NCAA tournament. Now we get a chance that guy's going to be ranked pretty high as the year goes in. So, you know, whoever it is for our team that wrestles, I think he might be moving up a weight class, but get an opportunity to wrestle those type of guys. Um, you know, the other thing with Drexel, Jimmy Sheptock, our two-time All-American national runner a couple of years, he's an assistant coach there. So it's always that bittersweet thing when, uh, you get to compete against a guy that you cheered for for so long, and and that's something there. But to get that exposure, and then Matt Azevedo and, and I, we have a little bit of history. He was out of Cal Poly. He trained a little bit when I was at Stanford, trained up there a little bit. So it's always good to have those friendly rivalries to help. And then, again, we have a lot of guys from the, the Philadelphia area, South, South Jersey area that you know, grew up watching those different programs. So it's a good thing. And the same thing with Ryder. They've got a bunch of a bunch of quality guys. They've got some returning All Americans, and you know, it's just a program that has continued to, to be be pretty consistent over the years. So bringing those guys into College Park should bring some good fans and some good competition. Again, give our guys a different level of competition and a different test that that'll help them be ready for the end of the year. Kind of fitting the schedule also has Valentine's Day with Beauty and the Beast this year. Uh, George Mason will be the opponent. That's the, uh, the, the gymnastics and, and wrestling double duel, if you will. And, uh, uh, George Mason got the win last year and, uh, you know, battle of a beltway, so to speak. And, you know, Joe Russell doing a good job there, uh, down in Fairfax. But, uh, another, this is one that's got some local intrigue as well. A lot, a lot of Mason grads, a lot of Maryland grads that live in the area. Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, you know, we're fired up. It's, it's been a good, a good series with Mason, Coach Russell, and his staff have done a great job improving the level of, of wrestling down in their area and getting those guys ready to compete at the highest level and, um, and getting those guys back on our campus for the Beauty and the Beast. It's a great event. Last year, we had a lot of people came through that said it was one of the best events that they had ever attended. So having those guys be a part of this type of event and um, you know helping us promote the sport, cheering up with gymnastics is always a fun thing because it gives the fans – two different, you know, really different activities to watch. And, and it's exciting. So looking forward to a, a great event. And on Valentine's Day, that just makes it that much more um, exciting to, to remote the day where, you know, you can take take a day to uh, to a wrestling gymnastics meet. And if the guys want to watch wrestling and girls want to watch gymnastics or vice versa, it's, uh, it's a great way to spend Valentine's Day. Any word or not if uh, Under Armour is going to provide some some singlets that have some, some hearts on them for that particular match? <laughs> Well, we actually uh, got a couple calls in on their arm to see what they want to do to make it make it that much sweeter.
Now, a little more news to talk about. You've made some additions to the Terrapin Wrestling Club and the coaching staff. First of all, you know Frank Goodwin comes on as administrative assistant, and he'll be working with the Terrapin Wrestling Club as a resident athlete. And Frank's been around the program for a long, long time. What's it mean to keep him around College Park? It's awesome. You know, one of the things that I've talked about in years past, anytime you can have one of your former athletes stick around and, and help coach, it's a great thing because they've gone through the system. They understand all the ups and downs and ins and outs. And, you know, they're the best ambassadors to help the younger guys that they were teammates with to understand what we're trying to accomplish and what we're trying to do. And, and it's also, I mean, we have our staff meetings. I talked to Frank and say, you know, what, how did you like it last year when we did this or how did this affect you this week? So they've got an insider perspective. That, you know, as coaches, we, we know what we want to accomplish. We know what the plan is. But when somebody has gone through it and they've gone through it really, really fresh, it's uh, it's nice to be able to have that perspective. So, you know, Frank is one of the guys that had a very successful uh, high school career and collegiately dealt with some injuries, dealt with some, some kind of bad, bad love deals and, you know, never really reached his full potential. But he's definitely a guy that can help us reach our goals and, and a great a great ambassador and a great presence in the room to to help in a lot of areas. So excited that he could stick around and, and help out. And, you know, another component too, with, with his brother being on a team, it's always nice to have that. They were teammates together. Now they're coach athletes. So he can have that special relationship, not only with the coaches, but also having his brother to help him reach his goals. Yeah, and you added a dynamic guy, two-time All-American, Ganbayar Sanja. He wrestled right down the street at American University. He was a two-time All-American, spent some time with Mark Cody at Oklahoma last season. And, uh, you know, this is a guy that brings a different look. Uh, he's, he's originally from Mongolia, had a, had a tremendous collegiate career. One of the most dynamic wrestlers that we've seen, obviously the Mongolians, when we talk about them wrestling internationally, they just have all, all sorts of different, different feel, different looks, different ties. I mean, they're dangerous from all positions just based on how they're coached. But, uh, you know, Ghana brings an interesting uh, dynamic to the room. What are you looking at of him and uh, for, for the program and uh, the Terrapin Wrestling Club? Well, you hit it right in the hell. I mean, he, he's, got, he's got some some different things to bring to the table. But, you know, the most exciting thing for him is he's been successful at the highest level. He's been, been successful with some, some great coaches. And, um, you know, he's, he's, just, he's just great to be around. Um, I, I tell people all the time, you know, for those last few years that he was on the team, he was such a pain in the butt. You know, he, he beat some of our best guys and, you know, made it made it uh, made it not a whole lot of fun on the other side. So now he's on our side. It's going to be great to, to have him come in. And you know, he's just picked it up, hit the ground running. Our middleweights, have, I mean, they, they gravitate, gravitate to him every day. You know, he's going with five, six, seven guys, whether they're drilling, whether they're going live, whether they're working after practice. I mean, they just kind of line up for him. So... It's just great to have a guy like that, you know, being the Mongolian national team experience and, you know, Colby Junior College, American University, then he spent a couple of years out in, in Oklahoma. So he's got so much, so much knowledge, so much experience that you know, it, 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 it can't, it can't ha- not happen for him to be able to contribute and share that. So we're really excited that, uh, that he's around and, you know, it's, um, it, it's fun. It's fun to learn from him. It's fun to watch him do his thing and, and just, uh, I'm really excited that he's on board with us. Yeah, you talked about good, you know, Frank Goodwin having the experience of being in the room. Now you've got a guy coming in that, that's that's one in a different environment. And you know, as a coach, you've you've always you've got Rob Eider's been an Olympian and a head coach on staff, and you know, Mike Catullo's well traveled, and you, you've got different looks from from different parts of the program. I mean, when you bring a guy like Sanja in, how much of it is the kids learning, but how much of it is is you learning from him as well? A guy like that. It's, it's both. It's both, you know, and there's, 
there's some things that, that, that I look at them do and I watch them do and I say, man, I don't know how you did that and I'm not even going to try it because, you know, my body doesn't bend that way, my hands don't move that way, but it's just great to be able to see some different perspectives and, and how he does it. And it just, just like anything else, when, you know, somebody's so good at things, they make it look so easy and you're just scratching your head like, how did that happen? And then you watch them break it down and, and, and put it down in, in, in a, not necessarily explaining, but showing and, you know, hand here, head here. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty simple. And, and it, it, he does a great job of teaching as well as doing the technique. And some of those things, like, you, you can't really teach it. It just kind of flows and you see it happening. You say, oh, well, let me try this. And, and um, yeah, so it's fun to just watch him do his thing. Well, circle back to the Big Ten schedule uh, as we close. Obviously, uh, last year you had some some heavy hitters come into College Park. You're now uh, having return trips to Iowa Carver Hawkeye Arena, then uh, Minnesota at the Sports Pavilion. I mean, those are those are two rowdy crowds. And then, of course, you got home duels with you know Nebraska, Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State. And w- when you go on the road, obviously. Carver Hawkeye is, is, I mean, you really, it's hard to describe unless you've actually been in that atmosphere. And then, you know, you've got that date circled on November 20th. When you go into a match like that in Iowa, what is something that you're going to have to tell these guys to prepare for? Because in a lot of cases, this, you know, even the guys that have been to Nationals, this is going to be truly a hostile environment. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, the, the, the circumstances have changed a little bit. When we first made the match, you know, we're expecting a Friday night primetime match with Iowa and Carver Arena with the full, the full effect in it. Um, once they announced that that duel with Oklahoma State on uh, on the football field, it, you know, that shifted back. So they're actually we're going to be uh, ahead of the Iowa City duels, so we're actually going to wrestle Friday at eleven o'clock. So some of the the the, the, the lore and the luster of of, the, of Carver Hawk Arena may get lost on a on an 11 o'clock dual meet, but the atmosphere will definitely be something that our guys have to be ready for. So as we talk about it, you know, it's Iowa. It's, it's one of the most storied arenas in wrestling in the country. Our guys have to be ready to go out there and fight, fight, fight. That's really what it comes down to. And, you know, we don't want to go out there and be, be starstruck or, or wide-eyed. We're going to go out there and know that we're going out here to do a job. So 11 o'clock, on a Friday, it puts a little bit different spin on it. But you think about in the tournament's eleven o'clock, you know, Thursday. So we put that perspective that hey, doesn't matter what time we go, we just got to be ready to get out there and get after it and, and be ready to go to battle. But yeah, there's it's going to be a it's going to be a great environment, and um, I'm looking forward to getting out there. And, and these guys are excited about it. I mean, we've got guys talking about going out there and you know wrestling this guy and, and scoring here and you know, running the steps and Carver Hawkeye and all that stuff. So. It's going to be a, a fun time, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, circling up on the first point that we brought up, Friday, October 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Well, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, kicking off the uh, basically a, a season kickoff weekend, open practice on the 23rd, open practice on the 24th, alumni social uh, following. Then Sunday, the red-black wrestle-offs at noon, season kickoff banquet at Heritage Hall in the Xfinity Center from 2 to 4. You can register online at terpswrestling.com, the registration deadline, October 22nd. So, again, that's at terpswrestling.com. And if this is the first time you've listened to this program, you can subscribe to this program on iTunes by going to marylandmatchat.com slash Listen, that'll give you a menu of all the different ways you can subscribe. But if you're going right to iTunes, you can do that very simply. MarylandMadChat.com slash go to iTunes. And Kerry, 
We've also got mobile apps for this show at iOS and an Android. I know you're an Android guy. You've even left a rating and a review for it in the Google Play Store. So uh, if you if you've got an Android app, uh, you you want to go to it and go to MarylandMatchat.com slash Android. Same thing for iOS, MarylandMatchat.com slash iOS. And it gives you a Maryland-only listening experience. And, and Carrie, uh, as we're rolling here into Season 2, uh, obviously I'm, I'm pleased with the, the response on the show, even though the season was a little rough last year. But, uh, you know, charging hard into Year 2 here. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been great. I've heard nothing but great things about the opportunity to, uh, to reach our fans in a different way. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this year, all of all the things that, that make our program um, excited and will make us excited about our program and make our guys excited about the year. You know, I'd love to be able to share that with our fans and get after it, find a way to download it, check it out online, get the app, and make sure that uh, keep following the Terps. Been talking with Maryland head coach Kerry McCoy. This has been Episode 17 of the Maryland Match Chat. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.